With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode of the Ichabod Podcast brought to you by Hello Windows and Doors. You know, a new door, new set of windows can do a lot of things. It can change the, the vibe, the feeling, the look of your home. But it can also add value to your home and make your home more energy efficient. Pella is just checking all those boxes and working with the people at Pella, second to none. So now is the time. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Well, uh, some big, enormous, massive, uh, I mean, just historic news drops on uh, Tuesday here, August uh, 11th. Big Ten canceling the football season. Of course, the very first phone call I made was to my best friend, uh, Bo Rude, and said, you get your ass over here immediately. And he said, I'm on my way. And so he had he was, he was he dropped everything, and uh, we, we reacted to it. This is emotional. This is uh, raw. This is real. This is kind of every single element and angle to everything that goes into this entire decision and situation to the Big Ten announcing that they're canceling the football season. What went into the decision our thoughts on it, and then uh, what things look like now for Nebraska. Certainly Scott Frost has expressed his desire and the university as a whole, their desire to play football this fall, and what are the chances of that happening. So I'm going to quit my blabbering, and I'm going to throw it to uh, myself. Uh, here's yours truly and Bo Rude uh, recapping and reacting to the big news, uh, the Big Ten canceling football. All right. Uh, well, we are here. Bo Robert Rude. We sat here. A little under a week ago, and we talked about how high our sports morale was, and I don't know if it's really been lower in a lot of different ways than than this moment right now. I mean, we're, we're taping this on Tuesday, August 11th. It is 3.30 in the afternoon. The news just came down that the Big Ten Conference is officially uh, canceling fall sports with the hopes of moving football uh, to the spring. I don't even know where, like, all basically, my main desire has been to listen to Boys to Men. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday <laughs> over and over and over. If you want to do that, we can do that. We I got- wanted to break out wine, but I feel like sometimes when you're really emotional, it's not smart. I feel I, like I would say things I regret if I started drinking. What's, right what's now. the, uh, What's the the TV group that does all the censoring? What's that called again? The, uh, the FCC. A- FCC. We'd need the FCC here. Even in podcasting, if, if they oh. they don't get their hands on podcasting, but this would just get this podcast would shut down. If, if we, we had some wine right now, it would just be. I'm serious. It would get bad. You know, you can feel it when you're a little emotional and you're like, I don't, I don't think I, I, I got a lot of things on my chest and a lot of things pent up. Well, and, <sighs> and this is fresh too, so I think we yeah. should we should definitely preface this that. We just heard the announcement less than an hour ago. Yeah. Kevin Warren Kevin yeah. Warren just spoke basically an hour ago on, on the Big Ten Network. So to let you behind the scenes a little bit, you and I have been texting the last 24 hours because this felt like an inevitability over the course of the weekend and into Monday that it was not a matter of if it was when the Big Ten was going to make this announcement. But so I said, hey, let's just, you know, be on – basically, I, be on standby, get ready – 
to to knock out. I had pod. my fatigues on, my combat boots. You were, I was ready for a pod. The bullpen. I called the bullpen. <laughs> you started warming up, and I and I gave the call. I said, "Give me the lefty. Let's bring him in here." But so usually, when when it may not sound like it, but usually when we do a pod, I actually like I'll have like two pages of notes. You know, like I we wrote down about literally like four or five sentences, and we just were like, you know what? Let's just turn on the mics and react. Right? There's just a there's a lot to unload on this, but I I think that it is it's so fresh. I think we just have to just you know Here's, just just let it rip here. This is a a Misty's twenty two ounce hunk of beef. <laughs> you don't stick that whole hunk of beef in your mouth at once. You got to take let, let's take like nibbles off it. You yeah. know what I mean? So like yeah. let's not try to just shove it in our mouth. Let's just take little bites. Let's let's just incrementally eat I am having a hard time swallowing this right now so that's a good it's a really good thought because I have been unable to swallow this news oh god all right so I mean I think one of the, this is inconsequential in the grand scheme of things but if there's one if there's one thing that's really been bothering me is what I'm not going to drop an f-bomb to this early what the hell changed in six days Six days ago, the Big Ten unveiled this huge schedule that with their schedule had a bunch of sliding things that could happen for cancellations, Jenga 41, all that stuff. What the hell changed in six days? Or was this unveiling of a schedule all just a show to kind of make it seem like you at least gave it a try? And the thing that's frustrating, and I'm going to refrain from absolutely, you know, totally crushing Kevin Warren, but I didn't feel like, and and I I don't know how you felt, I didn't feel like Kevin Warren today for making a decision of this magnitude that affects so many people, so many people, not just the quarterback, the left tackle, and the head coach, so many people, bar owners, restaurant owners, dipshits like me who call games, you know, Kevin Kugler, all that stuff, like... I don't feel like there was a great concrete answer given as to what the hell changed in a little under a week to go from here's the schedule to we're not playing. I think the reality is, you know, everybody's been very aware of the dangers of COVID. And other than that, quote unquote, like heart thing that they kind of discussed. Yeah. Like if that's not the thing, like if it's if you don't come out and tell me. Hey, we got some this, new studies. This yeah. new study has rattled us. We don't feel like it's safe because of this. Yeah. Then the thing that that six days ago your medical experts were at one point with that you could even announce a schedule, it didn't change. Nothing changed on the, that extreme from the medical perspective. In my opinion, it, it couldn't have that they're not talking about nationally because if this is that big of a danger for the players, just that little difference between – playing football and being on campus if they think that it's it's more of a risk in some way which we'll get to that yeah every person in america should be feeling should, differently as well should know that this is a public this is a pandemic that affects yeah. everyone not just football players you know this isn't just a specific injury that would only come from playing football so if there's new medical information that is that seismic in your decision making this is a public health matter yeah. So what was it? And, and and I don't and I also think that you know and we'll get into risk tolerance. Sure. 
more and more like as we talk today, I'm sure. But like your risk tolerance shouldn't change as this process goes, right? Like I, I can't imagine two weeks out from the from from kicking off the first Saturday, you decide, well, actually, we're going to change our risk tolerance. And right. now we're not willing to risk as much because that kind of feels like what just happened. Like we were willing to risk a certain amount to play football. And then today we said we're not because they didn't give me any medical uh, reasoning that changed. No, uh, that, that's where I'm just going. I'm just kind of trying to understand it a little. Yeah, bit. because I mean, Kevin Warren basically didn't answer that that question at all, or really any questions. And then even Gene Smith went up there on uh, on the Big Ten Network, and he said, you know, in in terms, of, Dave Rapson asked the question: Was there one thing or something that really stood out that made everybody go, "Oh, I don't know if we can continue this"? And he he referenced contact tracing, and then just the unknown long term effects of COVID. Well, guess what? That's been a problem for five months. Like this isn't a new, I guess that's the thing I just don't understand is contact tracing and the problems that come with that. I'm not going to sit here and argue with that, but if that's the silver bullet to knock football dead, why, why even go through the song and dance of unveiling a schedule? Well, in, in Nick, we've just proven you can go through an off season and you can go through a, right. um, you can go through the start of this, camp period this like this transition period they've kind of done yes and everything's gone fine for the most part like right. there's going to be a few cases they've handled it there hasn't been like a massive outbreak with people getting really sick like those are the things that have not happened and so i guess we're living in a world of assumptions that they will or this this the inability to take the risk uh, of that happening, you know, and we're, yeah. we hadn't been doing that and the mindset hadn't been that way. So it's a, it's just a little confusing to me that they're going to make such a seismic decision without one stating the real reason why clearly to the millions of people that are affected by this. They just canceled. I mean, who knows? We'll get into the chance, you know, spring football and stuff, but like at this point they just canceled something that is, I mean, it's a billion dollar thing. And you, you tell me, did they have, have you gotten the real like? Can you say this was the reason, like exactly what it was? No, because but the, the time I, the timing of this is what befuddles me the most. Like you said, we make an announcement that like to, to release a schedule, and to go as far as to release a schedule is it's not just hey we want to plan in case this works. Like well, what are you waiting? Like what what's this, what's news were you waiting on? And maybe they, they were like, we've had somebody running reports for five months and they just came in like, right. That's possible. So let's give it, it's, it's a little bit of space to be there. But in my opinion, I think this had way more to do with two things with the big 10, with the big 10 saying, we don't want liability on us. Understandable. Uh, and you know, the optics of it more than the reality of it. I think those are different things. I, I said this, so we're on a group text and we're always texting stuff. Right. And I said this when, when it felt like all of a sudden, when, when all of a sudden they held the phases of practice to where you can't put on pads, you called it. I, I said, 
it's over. Like th- this, <laughs> it's done. You called it because you said that's that, th- that's a sign that they know what they want to do, and they're just trying to build up the courage to actually do it. They want to cancel, yeah. right? But in my opinion, I think if we're listing, and to be fair, everything can be a factor into the decisions. But if we're listing all the reasons why this decision just got made, I'm not so sure that health and safety isn't maybe lower on the list than what's being portrayed. Not to minimize it, but what I'm saying, like, I think it's a bunch of different things. I think it's liability is a huge, huge part of this. Yeah. Then I think there's different, you know, then there's things like optics, uh, I think po- there's some political aspects of this that are that have its you no know question. have sunk their teeth into it. Um, I I think, and then I think there's also that the the little threat outside of the players unionizing and the players coming together in that regard that obviously would forever fracture the 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 core of amateur athletics. Yeah, and so now again, a lot of different things can be true at once. But I, the idea that this was just a health and safety thing, I just don't know if I totally buy into that. I think liability, I think when it gets right down to it, liability and the optics of being liable if something were to go wrong were just too great for some of these university presidents to stomach. Yeah, and especially for a sport like football where, like, you know, there are consequences to playing football. That's what, that's the like, that's the I'm, irony of all this. Nick, I'm sitting here and, and <laughs> my shoulders is is worthless now, and yeah. I never had a surgery on it. I just woke up one day about mid 30s and like it didn't work right again, and it just like it it just things like that happen when you play football. You're gonna have probably some brain issues. Like tell these the are, story against Texas. What happened? Oh, if you want to? Oh, Baylor, yeah, or Baylor, <laughs> yeah, against Baylor. I, I got, I, I hit somebody, I think it was like an ISO and I hit somebody hard and we hit helmet to helmet and, oh, I went, I went blind in one eye. So you couldn't see out of one eye. One eye. Luckily, the eye that I needed to use was on the, like the, it was on <laughs> the, the side, you the were side I to? needed yeah. to see. And so, and then they ran away from me for a couple of plays. So I stayed out there, couldn't see it all. I mean, my blind. And then, you know, then it finally or two of- later. Like vision came back, but like this is, that was a, you know, that was a not, not a uncommon thing to happen to football right, players, right? right. You're seeing you, stars. People and get knocked out yeah. stars. The, all these things, you, you, you tear your knee up. You're going to need knee replacement. You're going to have trouble walking back issues when you're yes. like, these are the things that you, you sign up for and you shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be shocked when you have problems later in life and, and you accept that. I think I accept the shoulder. That's my responsibility. I chose to play. Nobody made and me play. And you wouldn't play. change it. I would you not would, if change It's it. not one of those things that you would go back and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have played football. No question. And so that's where like, I, I just think, if, look, we're not, it can't just be the, the health and safety of the players. Cause that's not, that's not the only thing that matters to these people. Like the game is the game. There's risk in the game. Think about this, Bo. Who is who is probably got a ninety nine percent chance of being the number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft? Trevor Lawrence. And who is the guy pressing and pushing publicly on Twitter saying we want to play? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. So this guy understands that he's got a massive payday coming, 
But he and he understands at this point we all know the long term effects of football to a certain yeah. extent, and people know that, bro. When you strap on when you strap on a helmet and you step in between the white lines, like it's not a safe place. You tr- you can do all you can to make it as safe as possible, but it's not like you're out there, you know, and you're, you're playing. You know, it's a pillow fight. Like it's yeah. it's not safe. And he still wants to play. So again, it just what it what it shows you is a lot of these guys want to play regardless of whatever money is or isn't involved, and a lot of these guys want to play regardless of the risks that they that they are made aware of. Yeah. And so th- that's the thing that that is funny about this. There is some hilarious irony in the fact that it that that the sport that we are discussing being canceled because of fear of long term effects is football. But but let's and this is the most important point that I don't think we got a good answer from anybody on. Okay, that we're talking about the potential long term right. effects if that's the reason, which they they which won't I, come I mean, out and yeah, say. Right? They, they basically said it was just the unknown of it. That's the only reason to me you can cancel football right now. It, that has to be the reason. The only reason I would probably be like I accept that reason if there's some sure. information out there. However, here's the 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 other side of that coin. Students are allowed to be come back to campus. So how is that safer than these players being there in some sort of very structured uh, system where the protocols are in place to protect them? And they can't answer that question. And, and Without looking like a hypocrite. Yeah, because they are. Because they're going to – that means you are putting every student that comes – Two campuses are going to be in way closer proximity. They're going to intermingle. They're college students. That's going to happen. They are going to, they are going to like, they are going to come together, yes. right? And so that is going to happen now. And if you're not talking about that fact with every student, then you're then your skewed thinking is just towards football, which you should never do. It should be about everybody. And in this case. You're, uh, I think everyone agrees college students, whether you're a football player or a regular college student, every one of those kids is not in the high-risk category. And I think everybody feels like they should be allowed to take some sort of risk, whether it's going back to class or playing football. It's the same thing. In my opinion, it's the same thing. You come in contact with people that are going to all sorts of places. If it is too, I mean, that's just it. I mean, to me, that's the unanswerable question for a lot of these university presidents and chancellors in just basically shining a light on the hypocrisy of all this right now. Yeah. Where if it is too dangerous, like you just perfectly put it, if it is too dangerous to play football, by the way, not just play football, play football in a system and a structure that has these athletes getting tested two, maybe three times a week, has these athletes with access to some of the best doctors, to some of the best medical guidance and surveillance that anybody can ask for. If that is too dangerous, then how on earth earth is it okay to have 10 15 20 25 30,000 students from all over the country and sometimes even the world depending on what university you're talking about to come in jam into a dorm jam into a sorority house jam into a fraternity house and be back on campus you can't look me in the <laughs> yeah, eye tell me that's you not you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that one is too dangerous and the other isn't yeah, and don't say you can social distance better in regular. Regular college students will do a worse job of social distancing 
they're going to go to the bars. They're going to go. Or they're going to jam into a dorm room. Or they're going to jam room, into a house party. party. Like, that is going to be a part of their lives. So it's either you're going to send our football players with no structure back into that world, with no doctors, with no, hey, guess what's probably really good to fight off uh, a disease? Being in great shape, yeah. getting top-notch food, which is prepackaged, socially distanced, like prepared and given to you every single day for every meal. And like you're going to build up probably a stronger immune system from that situation or just like doing nothing and partying, smoking, drinking for the next six months. That's probably the, what's going to happen. I, and, and I don't get that. Like I don't get how that's not as big of a decision in when, when you're looking at those two things. Because that's what I don't understand about when we talk about the liability aspect of things like well, I tell you what these university presidents just you know they weren't comfortable with the liability of of a of a big problem for football players well it's like well time out okay so what if a so if Adrian Martinez gets COVID and gets really really sick that is a huge that that is that is enough for it to scare you off but if if John Doe from Hastings gets really really sick that's just no big deal I think there is a. I get why one's a bigger story than the other, but, but that but it, they're that, just two kids going but, but to college. The university presidents should look at. They're both students at yeah. your university. Like, why is why is why can't going to class and playing football just be under the be under the same umbrella? And and to me, it's really in the end no different. Yeah, you can say you're competing, but like it's also like the guy. Like I said, there's such protocols going into it that you're actually almost the minority of of a of a group that is trying harder not to catch it you're of this yes. minority that's like it, trying so, harder not to catch it versus the group that's just sort of like eh, whatever but they're allowed to take a certain amount of risk and they're saying these football players are not allowed to make the individual choice of we are willing to take that risk because in the end I, I guess i lean towards you know what like if this isn't going to kill you and we know this is going to be like terribly or, catastrophic for your future, which they don't know that. I, I think you got to give these players the option. Yes, and and let let's make it, let's let's. I want to make it clear, and I think I speak for you in this. I'm not advocating for campuses to shut down. I'm I am not, not either. I, what I'm advocating for is consistency in what we're shutting down and what we're not shutting down. Agreed. That, that's a that, great that's point. A, that so just be consistent. Right? Just be consistent with it. That's I, I am not one of those guys right now that would say you need to shut down. I'm not saying go shut down the University of Nebraska, but it doesn't make sense to shut down football and not shut down the university that yeah. that that and these campuses so because because i want to get into let's expand because we're already going there because i think it's it's the the best point and the and the really a big basis of what scott frost put so eloquently at his press conference on monday is what what we're getting at but i want to expand on it of like i do subscribe and you can laugh and giggle all you want nobody's safe from covid it's impossible to just be totally safe from COVID, right? It's out there. It exists. You can get it. But I think players, student athletes are safer within the confines of being a part of a college football program. And in this instance, because we're talking about Nebraska, every single football player for Nebraska is safer playing football than they would 
otherwise just being a regular student because of all the reasons we talked about you're getting tested two to three times a week you're getting uh great food you're getting exercise which is big and in, in getting up your immune system and helping to fight off any sort of infection that does uh invade your body you're you're getting uh, great surveillance guidance from medical supervision but then the biggest the the other thing with this is because we we already hit on that and that was probably redundant but the pressure and the motivation to now make good social decisions is a huge part of also why I think being on playing football and being on a football team is really important. I mean, for me, let's be honest, when do you make your probably when are you your dumbest in terms of making the dumbest decisions in your life? Probably like uh, eighteen to twenty-three years. Yeah, like, that's in there. Yeah, like you and you and I, we weren't totally idiots, but you know what probably kept us from being complete buffoons? <laughs> Football I, and basketball. I, you know what's amazing about looking back at college? I was pretty good, except for Saturday nights. You know why? Because it was our one night off, where you could you could do whatever you, you wanted. One to do. night, and then you get to go have fun and and be a stupid college kid, right? And you know what my college friends did? They were buffoons. Probably more like five to six nights a week. Yes, like house parties, it's unbelievable. drinking. Unbelievable when I heard it, when I heard about what my friends did on a, a weekly basis in college. I was just like, it, it blew me away because when you got structured, you got, got we got practice, man. We got school, we got practice. We got your day is so taken up with with film, with with meetings, with practice with uh, lifting, with uh, tutors, with whatever it is you got to do. And just like eating food, you got to always be, you know, eating your food. And like, you just, you don't even dream of going out there. No. And, and here's the thing. Not only do you not dream of it, add a layer into you could catch COVID and F up your entire team's season. So it's one thing if Bo Rude, starting linebacker, goes out on a Wednesday night, gets hammered, and then he just sucks at practice and and kind of makes it a bad practice for the defense. Well, guess what? Like, you're still going to like, Thursday's going to come and Friday's going to come and you're going to be able to play on Saturday. It's different now where there is, you talk about pure pressure from your teammates and your coaches to, hey man, don't go to that party, don't go out, make sure you're wearing your mask and you do all those things. Yeah. And all the main motivation behind all that is football and to be able to play the game and compete. And I'm just telling you, you can laugh at this all you want or shake your head at it all you want. That motivation is now gone. I, I I just would love to hear a better explanation than, for the health and safety, but we don't really want to talk about it right now. That's kind of what we got today. I don't know if I'm going to accept that because it's too big of a decision. It's too big of a decision for it not to be like a clear cut. This was our decision protocol. And here's what went into it. This is what went into it. And we crossed this line just recently where we we couldn't, because I just don't know what, like, what was the mark that they, like, it, it wasn't a numbers thing. It wasn't a... It wasn't the myo... Apparently, I mean, maybe it was that this new myocarditis thing, they but they specific, didn't say it. They specifically said that wasn't the thing. That wasn't... So, and so I guess that's my thing. Again, I'm not one of those guys that, like, I get that 
there is some unknown long-term effects of this that are that are that is a huge you know unknown and and mm-hmm. problem with this i'm not running from that Andy, there is a ton of liability and I'm not so do you know what all that they should say that this is a, a time where they just need to be honest like i actually appreciated gene smith saying he goes i i told my guys i i failed them right he said that i thought that was well, a very I, I actually appreciated somebody willing to to not like hide pass bu- the buck pass or, the buck yeah, and the, hide behind he said i failed him he said I guess we're going to stand with the Big Ten. But you could tell he was a little defeated. Yeah. And I go, I actually appreciate that. Like a, a little bit of just straightforward, like to the point, this is what we're thinking. Uh, it's just such a big decision to get the, you know, the the, the political. The dancer, speak, yeah, the, give uh, us the PC the, the, non-answer answer. We had, a, we had a, you know, a panel of our lawyers and somebody craft this tweet. And this is what, like, I just... I just get real tired of these perfect statements that tell you nothing. It's like, okay, you covered your butt on that tweet, but like, this is such a big decision. I would just prefer a straight answer. I, I, and so like, again, I'm not, I'm not minimizing the pandemic. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. What I guess what I'm saying is it's just amazing that every single thing that apparently was the silver bullet to cancel football existed a week ago, two weeks yeah. ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, four fucking months ago. So, and that's the thing that is so frustrating about this. It like, and this where like for me being a college basketball guy, like college basketball, you better start getting your your shit together, because I, I cannot believe that a, a billion dollar industry and something that is don't kid yourself, college football is the lifeblood of college athletics. It pays the bills. It provides opportunities for everyone. And to me, I'm amazed that given all that's at stake, we got that kind of an effort from the college football decision makers. It strikes me as their plan was to just hope that somehow this was all going to kind of like go away. And so that's where you talk about Gene Smith saying you fit like the, to me, the college football decision makers, it's hard to not give them an F for at least an F, like the effort for whatever was, hey, was, you know what here, this is hard. I think, I think risk and liability in these situations. I mean, nobody, I feel bad for these guys having to make the decision. So it's a horrible spot. You know, like we go back to Scott Frost yesterday and like one of the things I, I appreciated so much about it, it was I think it took a lot of courage to do that. Yes. I mean, right now you just don't see a lot of courage from anybody that in terms of like willing to make a decision that it could go bad. I mean, it could, I mean, they could have made the decision to play and yeah, maybe something ends up happening and they're going to look bad and be liable. And, and they're just saying, we're not willing to do that. Right. And okay. Like that's tough. I don't, I wouldn't want to be in that position either. I'm just saying though, like, I just think I admire somebody that's willing to like to take the risk. Well, and I think I think Frost is genuinely believes based on the the data that he's been shown that I think he genuinely believes and I agree with him by the way that the players are safer with the team oh. and with them than they are otherwise. But I, I, that's what we've been saying like I agree with that. I think like I don't know how you don't agree with that. I don't. I mean, if you're like, how are you better off? Here's what's not getting tested twice a week and with zero motivation to make good 
social decisions and not like, how are you better off? Well, and you know what's funny is like, okay, even if let's say there's no kids on campus, well, then it's like you're in a bubble anyway because nobody right. else is there. Um, I think the worst thing you can do is send them home. And that's why I don't know. Like, I want to get like, are they going to go home? So this is the other part too. I heard like Howard Griffith on yeah, BTN. Network. He said he thinks they should be able to stay and work out and do. I'm like, okay, if you're going to stay on campus and do your workouts anyway, like you're doing what you're doing. There's no way. I think even Frost said this in his in in his press conference a little bit. It doesn't make any sense if if it's too if if you're canceling football. It doesn't make any sense for you to do all the things of, uh, like other practice than other than play the games. Unless you feel like somehow the actual games are the big super spreader events. Well, but, well and, they, and are, which, they are if everybody goes in the stadiums and, and licks each other's faces. But like, or okay, if no one's getting tested. And yeah, no like, all, like if we're, we haven't even talked about fans in the stadium yet. But like these players are practicing and working out together. Like I, I just don't see... I just, I just, I'm having a really hard time seeing that the risk is outrageous by going from lifting or practice to playing a game. I just, to me, that doesn't compute. And I'm no, I'm no scientist or and I'm no doctor, but it's not computing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think I wrote, I wrote it down in my notes that one of the great unknowns, and it's amazing that we've gotten to this point. One of the great unknowns is what, how safe is playing a football game? Like, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think playing a football game is is less safe than getting COVID. Right. Like you're taking, you're banging heads and you're busting your knee. Like what's worse, tearing your ACL or getting COVID? Yeah, a serious question. For most people, what's worse? I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I would say, you know, it's that point zero 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 one percent is like the oh, you're right. in trouble. Like right. that's the death rate. Right. That's that's trouble. So. We take that in, into consideration, but the average person like is is getting COVID a, a factor versus blowing out your knee. Like uh, seriously, like, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the numbers would point out with that. But the the other thing I want to point out too is like, so I guess to to put a bow on that part, like I don't some some people might go home. I mean, there might be some people that are like, man, if I ain't playing football, I'm not gonna I'm not staying in my door. You know, there are yeah. some people like we we probably play with guys. There are some people that like if all of a sudden stuff's canceled, they're like, man, I'm going I'm going home. Yeah. There, there could be people that do that. I don't know. Now, my guess is the the vast majority of them stay on campus and they try to continue to do whatever it is that they can do in terms of going to class and all those sorts of things. But I think either instance is less safe than, again, being in the structure yeah. of an actual football season and being on the team. Because, I mean, if they're not playing the season, they're not going to test these guys two to three times a week. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to continue to do all those things. Because that doesn't make sense. It's like expensive. we just said. It's really it's expensive. expensive. It's, it, is, it doesn't make any sense to continue to, to, to do all the things that you're currently doing without playing a game. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. The, but, you know, because the one thing people do is like, oh, man, this is just... I don't know why it's so dirty to say out loud like man they're just you people are just pushing this for the money and it's like well yeah the money's a part of it there's a harsh reality to the finances that you know, I mean what if Ross talked about they stand to lose potentially a hundred a hundred or so million dollars if they don't play like you can poo-poo that all you want but that that pays for a lot of things within the athletic department and that like <laughs> I just I think like I I Risk is going to be one of the the new fascinating topics of the next 
decade because of this. I, I think people have always talked about risk with certain things like, you know, investments. Or yeah, whatever. right. But like, this is like the first time I, I've been thinking about risk in just everything you do in life, right? Like all the, the risks that you have to take that have been taken up to this point to get to where we are, right? Like all the risks these people have taken to build a business up or mm -hmm. the, yeah, you sure. know, like these right. things that are right. all... And then all of a sudden they take out a loan and a second mortgage on their house to open up that pizza shop that they've always dreamed it. about doing. And yeah, that's a like you're doing all these things. You're risking your life to do like I drove through the middle of the night in a snowstorm with yeah. icy things to to get that. And now my business, you know, like things like that go into all these places in life. And it's just I, I just I'm having a hard time digesting the all of a sudden with something that is new. It's like the risk tolerance for that is is a zero right now. And I'm just I don't know. I don't know enough, Nick. I don't. I don't think I am educated enough on risk in general, but it just feels like, man, we're really skewing towards taking none. Yeah, and and the no reason I, the, the reason I brought up the money thing is people want to look down their nose and slide just sports, college sports, under the microscope and rip it for that. And I want to go back to what we talked about a second ago. Why don't you zoom out and... Again, if it's too if football's too dangerous to play, then how is it safe to have all these students on campus? Will you tell me why you think that is? Money. Well, you, I mean, so I guess what I'm saying is don't 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 look down your nose and point your finger at one without really pointing your finger at the other. Oh, yeah. And again, I'm not advocating for campuses to be shut down, but I'm advocating for consistency in what you're ripping or not ripping. For sure. I mean, Nick, you look at like, you know, uh, meatpacking plants, for instance, like that's right. been a big topic in Nebraska. We went, you know, they they were one of the big spreaders because they're they're packed in too tight. There wasn't good enough protocols. Um, but you know what? The infrastructure of our food supply chain it's too important. We're willing to risk it. That was that was sort of the the mindset because of the importance they felt of that food chain. Right. And I, I guess you know, I guess like I said that if you're not willing to take risks, everybody goes home and it's a, but like they realize there's just consequences. I guess they must they must think there's no consequences to the canceling football. And I think the thing we have to really ask ourselves is like. What are those effects from the cause of canceling football? What are those effects? And you said money is an effect and it's not just the school. It's the, the, the community around there. And this is the one that that's really, really interesting is going to be the morale in like the, the mental health of people that are so inner like interwound with college football as part of their life. No, I mean, no. the whole it, country it, lives and breathes off of these few months to like fuel their just their their morale and so like I, i'm just i'm just really concerned that this move causes an effect with the morale of the people around the country that is just going to be just just really disheartening absolutely i mean that's right i I think with the university thing, like the reality is the loss of no football pales in comparison and the loss of no tuition for the student body, mm -hmm. right? Like that that's one check and and $1 amount is is a hundred times what the other one is. Yeah. 
But you're right. I mean, I think the the mental health of football players and then even to expand it to just society at large and Lincoln, Nebraska and, and college towns and and the country as a whole, like, I mean, you know, you just you start you start that snowball going down the hill and that snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the the you know, the wake of of that and the carnage that is behind it is big. And that's why the whole time I just I've I've there just were a lot of things to balance with all this stuff. You know, there there was the health aspect of it. There's the then there's the the societal, um, financial, all those components of it to to balance as well. And I've just been I've been a little bit taken aback. And I talked with with Sip too and Frosty about how how we just we never want to talk about the other like everything's focused on the health the health part of it. And again, that's a part of the conversation. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. But just the ramifications of not playing football outside of health, I, I just don't think that's gotten it. It's amazing how much that hasn't gotten discussed. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure why it hasn't. I guess uh, I, I was, I've been thinking about the, the health and wellness, in the, specifically the wellness part of our country, if, if there's no football. If people, if, if we can't get out of this where everybody gets back to work and, right. and, you know, and, and get back to normalcy where we have football and these things to rally around in a positive way. Like I, I'm, I, I swear to you, I'm concerned. Like you want to look at percentages, like the percentages of like mental health issues. Yeah. That are gonna yeah, happen. yeah. I mean, suicide, depression, that, that you know, substance real. abuse, like all that stuff goes up. That's already a problem in our country. That's a yes. real, real problem. And me, like to me, I don't. I don't know of something that bonds people together better. Like I work for a big company. Okay. And when we're at these big national salesmen, you know what everybody identifies as they're a, this, they're a Husky, they're a yeah. Sooner, they're right. a Husker, they're a, you a know, cyclone, they're, they're a, a cyclone. Hawkeye, they're a, yeah, everybody. That's how you identify. Nobody right. identifies by a pro team. It's where did you go to school? And that's who you are. And you, and you, and everybody embraces it. It's, it's awesome. Right. And it's that thing everybody like it, you, you banter. It's it's the good banter. It's not the bad Twitter banter. That's like right. this political hate each other stuff. It's the best kind of banter. It's the hey you're a you know you're a Wolverine and I'm a Buckeye and we like to jab each other. But it's like it's almost out of like this weird place of love. You're just yeah. like and so that's the stuff that like you lose the, you lose a, a season of that during this time we've never needed college football more than right now. i totally agree and i just think there's something real to walk around any stadium and in particular the memorial stadium and i i'm a big believer in like you can feel things in the air like you can feel the mood in the air you can feel happiness sadness and you know you can feel that in the air you walk around a, a, a memorial stadium on a saturday before a game and the level of joy and happiness and togetherness that comes from that is immeasurable. Like it's immeasurable. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, we can sink our teeth into the financial losses of what, I mean, at least from an athletic department standpoint, not to mention all the stuff we talk about in the rail yard and the hay market and O street and bars and restaurants and all those things. But th those are tangible things, but the intangible stuff matters. It, does. it, it, it really, really matters. So, I mean, we've kind of, I mean, we've drifted off the reservation a little bit, but like, I mean, I think all those things are a part of the conversation. Um, 
Yeah, get us back on track. Yeah, let's get I, back on track. I, that was the rabbit hole we just went yeah. down. Hey, guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella Windows and Doors. And I, I want to make sure that you guys understand that Pella Windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home. And all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha-Lincoln area. Bottom line, they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. So I think one of one of the things now is, okay, let's – the, the wording of the statement, you know, be like, hey, spring is that they, there was the word possibility. So let's just get into spring football and, you know, it's you know, what we think of that for a second. Then we'll get into what Nebraska is maybe going to try to do this fall. Okay. So, I mean, not to go, not to be redundant, but again, it's like moving things to the spring, there is no guarantee that it's any safer or any different in the spring than it is now. That's always been one of my biggest, my, my one of my biggest uh, rebuttals or deterrents to the idea of spring football is you're just hoping, dude. I mean, you're just hoping. There, there is no guarantee that we're in any different situation when it comes when when the spring comes than it comes now. And to me, that is some, that like th- that's why I I don't I don't necessarily. Some people are like, oh, we feel better about the spring. I'm like, I don't I don't. Because hope isn't a plan. Uh, I, I feel there will be, I mean, the, this, it's not that far away is the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like six no. months isn't, like, I just don't see six months changing anything, right? Like, I just don't. Like six, seven months, right? It's like, what's going to change? We're going to get a vaccine cleared and get it produced to 350 million people in the span of six months? Like, yeah. I'm not holding my breath for that. No. And who's to say that? you know, like that you can't, you know, I don't know. Like it, I, I just don't, you know, there's, you know, it, it, it you know, yeah, we, it mutates and, it, and there's a new strand. Yeah. Like, I mean, who, we don't know this, this could become something that happens every couple of years. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's where it's like to just kick it down the road. You know, I just, yeah, that that's, uh, you know what? You know, since we we watched the movie Draft Day last night, yeah. oh, I, I turned it on. Atta yeah, boy. yeah. So yes. great. You know, me and Nick are big Cosner guys. We I like. Love, I mean, I was that was that was. I hadn't watched it. I love Cosner, but you know, it's it's a it's a fun show. It's about yeah. the NFL draft. 
but the best uh, the best part is when he is making the moves to get back up. You know, he he cuts a deal with a team to move back up to you know yeah. so he can then get all his picks back. Essentially, right. it's a gr- it's a great scene. But he's talking to the new GM. The guy's rattled. He doesn't know what to do. So Cosner goes, "Here's what you're gonna do. Like, like we're gonna trade you. We trade out of here, right? Right. And you get to relax." Like you get the pressure. I feel like that is what has happened. It was like you get to relax by pushing into the spring. By pushing the springs, okay, we get to relax. But but here's is that the reality: the right your pick, you're you still going to be on the clock at some point. You're going to be on so, the clock. So you may get to relax for the next two picks. Just stick with the draft day analogy. But yeah. your pick's coming. It's coming, and that's the point: is that guy made the wrong pick probably because he right. didn't. He had a better option up front, better player, but they weren't prepared to make the decision because it was too hard. I feel like that's what happened. It was just like it was just too much. Yes, that's and, uh, that's and good. Just yeah. being like the springs the answer where there's nothing about the spring that right now because we're going off of what we know right now, right? And we don't have anything that makes the spring. It, there has been a proverb. There has been a perpetual kicking the can down the road that has happened this entire time. And there is no more Adam Vinatieri esque kick of the can down the road than moving it to the spring to me. And it's going to be cold. The weather is going to be a huge factor in it's going to be a problem in when February, March, April, May, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad weather the whole time. People are gonna be more indoors. It's just I don't know. That leads that's I always think of like winter and spring as like cold and flu season. So that I just I, I got that, I yeah, guess so, I'm going. Why wouldn't you go in the summer where it's outdoors? It's nice. People are outside. You know. So so that so I guess that's the first thing of the spring. It's to me there's no guarantee that it's any safer. No. The second thing I I, I wrote down was, and you can speak to this. You know, you talk about health and safety of the players. You know, Kevin Warren said that a million times. There's nothing more important to him than the health and safety and wellness of the players. Well, and you, you've you done it, man. You've, you've played football at the highest level. You talk about health and wellness. I don't know about playing two football seasons in one calendar year, how healthy and safe that is. You know what I mean? If you're like – now, I don't know what spring football looks like, but let's say you're going to play – 10, 12 games in the spring, and then you're going to have a month and a half, two months off, and then you're going to turn around and, and play 12 more games? Like, that's really hard on your body. So I, I guess I don't even know what that – like, you're, you're going to play – so you're going to – there's a chance. Let's say, let's just say they play full a full season. You're going to play potentially 25 football, 24, 24 25, 26. Say you make the playoff, make a bolt, whatever. In a calendar year. In a calendar year. Oh, man. You're going to do – I mean, that's – that's. Like, but, like, so, I guess if you're looking at liability, like, are you, aren't you just as likely to get sued for that as, as you were for, like, if somebody got COVID and had a heart condition later in life? Like, if you can't walk later in life, you know, like, that's something that, like, I, I just think, like, why is that not considered in this spring? Yeah, I don't know. And I, so that's, know? I guess that's my other thing. It's like I, I don't know. And I health said, and I safety shouldn't be. And I know we're probably going I, a little I too. We're like I Tupac, should. hit him up right now. We're like just we're going at everybody. But yeah. like, <laughs> but I mean, I think we all can understand everybody's in a pretty emotional and raw state right now. But I, I, I guess that's my thing. Health and safety should be all encompassing. Yeah. And so there, there's that aspect of it. Then there is. 
the other thing, and, and granted, they don't have to have this answer right now, but you better believe that at some point they got to have the answer to how are they going to be handling eligibility and scholarship limits with this? Uh, and that's the question that I really don't know. I mean, how are you doing that? Like, so if everybody this year gets, they, they get, they don't lose a year of eligibility. Well, how does that work? 100, 105 scholarships. So, so all now? of a sudden now you're going to have, instead of having 80, what is it? 85 scholarships or whatever. You're going to have 105. Yeah. You're going to have 105 scholarships. Well, and again, a scholarship costs money. No and money you coming just in. just <laughs> lost a hundred plus million dollars. And how, and, and so how does it work with, I just don't, I don't know. It's because guess what? Also incoming, fr- like high yeah. school seniors, are they going to be coming up? Like, Nick, there, how is that working? There's a chance that, that they have to do something like make cuts. Like, hey, you got, you, you only get 85. Right. You got to choose who you want. Like that, that's the stuff that now a spring season does that. And that's like, hmm. Yeah. Well, what happens that? And then, and then the other, then there's, so we're going the direction of like a surplus of a roster. What about the direction of anybody that is potentially possibly maybe going to get drafted saying, I'm not, I'm not going to play. I know Trevor Lawrence has said he wants to play, but if it's in the spring, will Trevor Lawrence play? I don't know. Will Justin Fields play? We already saw Rondell Moore and and you know Rashad Bateman and Micah Parsons opt out. Now it's going to be in the fall. Yeah. Now, like, what happens? I mean, I like it'd have been interesting. You were a guy that had draft aspirations. Now you were a guy that loved football so much and loved the University of Nebraska so much that I feel like you would have strapped it on and played yeah. in this scenario. But I mean. I don't. I don't. I mean, there's. That's a real decision to be made. Oh, I mean, there. If, you're, if you're a first round draft pick, I mean, this is this right now is a. This is a bit of a. A, a, a conundrum. Yeah, I mean, a big this conundrum. Is a, this you know, is a cluster right now, and you know, some of these guys. You want to talk about being like, relax. Like, if you opt out, there's you don't have anything to think about, which is in its own right, I I kind of understand, but it's just it's just too bad that, you know. It's just too bad that, you know, they're they're not giving they're not giving these players right now even the option, um, from what we know. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe that should lead us into. What do you want to get into? To Nebraska. The, I mean, yeah, just yeah, in to terms Nebraska. Of, yeah, in terms of, of yeah. So I think now it, that was going to be the last yeah. thing I wanted to touch on here, is. What is going to happen now with because obviously Nebraska has made their intentions known on regardless of what this Big Ten decision is, Scott Frost has put up a open for business sign outside of Memorial Stadium and wants to play. And this was the statement. At, so the Big Ten canceled the season. Here is a statement from uh, Chancellor Ronnie Green, uh, Nebraska assistant president Ted Carter, AD Bill Moose from his ranch. Hey, I'm at the ranch. Playing Jenga. Yeah, I'm playing Jenga. And then Scott Frost, uh, they said, quote, we are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten Conference to postpone the fall football season as we have been and continue to be ready to play. Safety comes first. Based on the conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. We will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges. 
We hope it may be possible for our student athletes to have the opportunity to compete. So Scott Frost, in my opinion, based on what he said on Monday and then also in that statement, is leaving the door open that they are going to try to now feel the schedule in some way, shape, or form to play football this fall. Okay. Where do we even begin to unpack? So let, let's start. Let's start with the Big Ten. From the announcements today, it looks like there was rumors that Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State were going to try to do, the do same something. Th- yeah. And I think today that it came out. They all pretty much are sticking with the Big Ten's announcement and sticking, you know, holding true. And they're just. I think they're out. I think they pretty much cleared themselves. That was as- the sense I got when Gene Smith went on and all that stuff. The sense I got from them was. They're out. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a huge uh, coincidence that they, you know, they had Jeff Brom and 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 uh, Gene Smith. And I, I mean, I did, we came down here and started recording the pod, so they might have had other people on, but they didn't have, to my knowledge, you know, they might have in the last hour or whatever, but they, you know, they didn't have Frost or Moose on. Yeah. And because because of that. So. For sure. And, and I, I think, you know. So what's your point is that I. It looked like for a little bit, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska were standing up, locked arm in arm, like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go play this fall. Who's with us?" Yeah. And all of a sudden, the Big Ten said, "We're not playing." Ohio State, Penn, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan sat down, and Nebraska's still standing. Yeah. So I think that one of the one of the things that I guarantee has been combed through by Nebraska's lawyers is what is the language in the contract between Nebraska and its membership in the Big Ten, in particular in this instance, Big Ten football. Yeah. Is there language in that contract that allows this for even allows this to even be a possibility? I don't I don't know the answer to that question. No. But I do think that Frost is a guy, he may be from Wood River. And, you know, be a simple guy. What but do you I, mean, Wood he, River? He may be from Wood River, but he ain't no Wood idiot. River. <laughs> but but he, I don't think he would have gone into a press conference and just dropped that little nugget without nope. doing some research on whether that's even possible. So I guess what I'm saying is I do think that it, I think it's possible. Well, so so the the difference with Nebraska and everybody else is this. Scott Frost, Bill Moose, presidents of the university, Governor Pete Ricketts. Yeah. All four tiers of power are aligned. Dead on the same page. Dead on the same page. You look at every one of these other situations at the other schools, it sounds like Ohio State coach A D in line. President, President, who governor, knows? Whoever, yeah, like, governor, doubtful. Like these are the like. So to me, it's like you go through these other schools, and that's what you'll find the the answer right there. We're in a rare situation where those guys are aligned. I think they did their due diligence and read through the contracts and had their lawyers be like, "You're good." Like to to say what he said so defiantly. There's no doubt in my mind they did their research right. to a degree, but like you know. It was also very strategic. They, I think they knew it was coming, and for them to throw down that gauntlet beforehand was important because, one, it gave the whole thing a shot for these other people. Yes, I mean, I think, it was, I think it was Frost. I think Frost could feel that this was inevitability, and I think he said, before it gets really announced, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my shot here. 
but but here's what's also really I think good about what Frost and and I think you know you can say Moose and presidents all being involved with that is this throws up a signal flag to these other conferences these other teams that said like look you guys are about to make decisions on your conference and what you're going to do we're going to be here right so now they can factor Nebraska into their thinking if they want to because that's going to be an issue that that, that we're going to have to face is okay let's say some other conferences want to play well are they going to let us play them right because you know what maybe the big 12 says uh, we got 12 members like we got or even the ACC has seemed really gung-ho on playing but the ACC is kind of like set now that doesn't they brought mean in might... Notre Dame right yeah, and right. so that's where like Notre Dame got in on the front end where like that's what you know we're almost late to the party here where because of this change of plan so it's going to be really interesting in the next 24 to 48 hours. I think things are going to move quick here. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska's probably hitting the phones right now. Well, I bet they up already hit the phone. Well, like, you know, I mean, I bet there's been a lot oh, of yeah. work being done on but, that. But it's also like the the Big 12, SEC, and ACC are all going to be affected by but no quit by, by, by the Big, Big 10. Ten and the Pac-12. Yeah, so now it's like there there's going to be all like I said there's going to be politics and there's going to be optics. There's and there's going to be, be all, a lot of pressure now. There's yeah. a lot of pressure. Because you better believe every ACC, SEC, and Big 12 president, when they saw the news of the Big Ten canceling, went, shit. Yep. Because now there is big, big, big... The optics are bad. I mean, the optics was bad when the MAC and the Ivy League canceled. Yeah. That's a, let's, not to poo-poo them, but it's a whole other ball game when the Big Ten announces that they are canceling. So I think the first thing to watch is how, how steadfast and... And how much conviction are these other conferences going to have to stand up and say, we realize that the Big Ten and Pac-12 just canceled, but we're going to play. And that because that's the first thing. Because for Nebraska, obviously, to field a schedule, they need other yeah. – because the one thing I don't think – I don't think Nebraska is going to put a 10-game schedule of a bunch of FCS school. You know, they're not going to be like – I don't – I don't. there might be some. What if we went 10-0, though? 10-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually had this thought today. This was – this was, I like – this got me happy. Okay, so I'm like, they're going to cancel the season. What if, like, none of the big power schools want to play? But, like, you know, South Dakota wants to play. You know, Wyoming, yeah. a bunch of these, you know, FCS. And it's like, well, what if we play the 10 teams that want to play? And we went out. Are we the national champions? <laughs> And I mean that. I mean that. Would we become national champions then? Yeah. Right? Could we I mean, give ourselves I, a trophy? It might UCF not be the hands, Sears. hung a banner and they claim to be <laughs> national champs. I, I'm just saying, I think it's it's worth thinking about. Like, it's an. I'm all about opportunity. And I There's love that no Nebraska question. is in this situation raising their hand saying, we're real, willing to take advantage of an opportunity. And the opportunity might be playing 10 scrub schools and winning a national title. <laughs> It's like the episode of Frank Grimes of The Simpsons where he Grimey tries to punk Homer and makes a what was it, like an art show. It was a wasn't it building a building a replica uh, of the nuclear power yeah. plant for children but withheld that information so and Homer, Homer thinks it's a real thinks one. Thinks it's a real one. Homer 
enters it against a bunch of children, wins the contest, and Grimes thinks that's going to get everybody to think Homer's stupid, and it's the opposite. And Lenny and Color are like, yeah, Homer won, and he beat their brains out. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, I mean, but there were, there were fourth graders. Yeah, like, yeah, and he beat their he brains beat out. beat their brains out. Like, you could be like, yeah, Nebraska went 10-0 against FCS schools. It's like, yeah, well, they beat their brains out. Yeah. You know? But come on, they were FCS. Well, he, they they yeah, beat I mean, their brains out. That's all so, that matters. I, I, so I, but I don't know. I don't I, – I, I guess – I know we're saying that. Like, I don't th- if if the prospects are a ten game schedule against FCF schools. I mean, I guess Nebraska might play, but I don't. I don't know. I, I if it's FCS, I I would I would think it'd be more modified. I have a feeling that you go five or six games. You just get like the yeah. You get just it. get some games in. But the real kicker is if the big thing is the the big, the big dance partner that is at the corner of the bar that just took a shot. And you got it. She's your ex. You got a little history with her. And but you guys had chemistry. You, you had, had chemistry. You so much chemistry. There's a reason you broke up. But damn it, the memories, the good oh, times were there. You got memories. And I think, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past your ex that if she has that shot, she gets the look in her eye like, and Do she makes bad it? decisions. She makes bad decisions when she gets a shot. <laughs> So there, is there a chance that they belly up to the bar together, they take a shot, and they go onto the dance floor again? I think it's very possible. It, it's the pop- mood is right. If the mood is right, it's possible. Now, the the kicker is what happens when the news gets back to your current girlfriend, the Big Ten Conference, that you have now had a couple shots of whiskey and are dancing with your ex-girlfriend. So th- here's a here's a project uh, prediction that if if – our new girlfriend, the Big Ten <laughs> Conference, sees us having a drink with our ex and considering, I don't know, maybe having to dance with her. Right. I think our current conference is going to get really jealous and threaten us, threaten to break up with us. That's, I guess, that's the... And threaten to sue us. <laughs> Not only break up, but sue you. They're gonna sue me but for so, something. So I, that's the thing. I don't because there's been talks about that. Could this be the door? The the door opens back up for Nebraska to join forces in the Big Twelve. Listen, I have no idea. I don't think Nebraska has any ten, any intentions of wanting to leave the Big Ten. But I do think they have intentions of wanting to play football. That has been made clear. And and whatever that looks like, that looks like. Now I you know if you're the Big Twelve. Do you, you know, if you're going to open the door back for them, you know, do they maybe have, you know, are they saying, listen, the only way you're coming back in is if you become a full-time member of the conference. But I, I don't know what, again, all the contractual stuff of all this, we're making this seem like you're at a bar and you can just go home with somebody. It's yeah. not that simple. And so yeah, I just don't know what all that I, looks I like. I kind of see this as like a, a free-for-all year for this reason. Because the schedules for every conference are, have already been changed, like the all the non cons got canceled, which means that I think there is that sort of free for all mentality out there, where a Nebraska could, could go play with whoever they want to right. because they don't have anybody on their schedule. I mean, Notre Dame's in the ACC this year. Notre Dame, not in Amer- the ACC. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, so, so the ACC set the precedent. Like Notre Dame, come in, fill this out. I think you can do that with Nebraska anywhere. Or if, if Nebraska's a part of this sort of mixed bag of teams around the country that are like willing to go and play, they'll just maybe throw in and do a couple game series or something. I, I will I will say this. 
I don't questions I don't question Nebraska's desire to play in the fall. I question how it all comes together. Like I want trust me, I would love nothing more to have 10, 12 Nebraska football games be played in the fall. But I I think there's there's what you want and then there's like the harsh reality of it. And I I just again I, I just have a hard time seeing it. You know, like I, I guess I, I always I think it's going to be it's going to depend on there's a handful of states I feel like have more support behind them. Yes, to I play, think it, yeah. It, it, it's that like I say we have this right. this this line of command that is all supporting this, right? From the coach to the governor, it's all there where you kind of got to have I think at least you got to have from the coach to the president like so in on that, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, you got to have. You better have that. like three. If we're saying there's four, four chains, of four command, chains yeah. of command. You better have like three of the four totally all. You got to have the three, that, including the president of the university. Yes. Like that's no those three, the, the the bottom three, yes, and then the top of the command is the governor. That's that's a bonus, right? And like I said, Ricketts is giving us the support needed on the state level, where that's I think that's comforting to the you know to the. To the president. To the president, and, and they, then it he, just works its way yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, like I say, it, it helps the closer the, uh, they are to you, right? Sure. And same way with, like, if your head football coach isn't feeling good about it, like, the AD is going to be like, oh, I can't do this now right. because my head coach isn't in, in line on this, right? So, it's all they, – they all got to be there. And I think we were, we're clearly the most in line in the whole country. For Scott Frost to come out with that statement yesterday, you could tell nobody else was going to do that. And Frost did it, and everybody kind of from there, it was a chain effect. Because you and I were talking, you know, it'd be interesting because I just, a part of me, I just, it all goes back to what the language is in the contract. Because I have a hard time feeling like there's any sort of language in a contract that would allow, uh, for example, like USC and the Pac 12 to just, there's an out where they can go do whatever they want one year. That that seems that seems odd to me. But at the end of the day, like if you're – I wonder what the contract language is if like the Big Ten canceled the contract. Remember, your analogy was like if I have a job and, and they you – tell you to go home. And they tell you to, to go home and you can't work, but then they also tell you you can't go get another job. Yeah. Well, what, what's that And the only like? argument in that, in that analogy was, well, if your job's still paying you – you might have a non-compete and you can't, but right. if your job is not paying you, like you're, Cause you're not going to get that $50 million. I don't see how Nebraska's where's the 50 million, $51 million payout to all the, com- where's that money coming from? That that's going to be the million dollar question. The $51, the 51 million, million dollar question is, yeah. is the big 10 somehow going to keep that TV rights money that they've got or whatever, like that they can give that check back. There's that, no way. There's no. There's no TV and, product. And if there's not that, I think that's Nebraska's out. Look, if you didn't pay us our 51 million this year, which we were expecting, which we all get as a member of the Big Ten, if we don't get that, they can treat this fall as their own sort of free exhibition season, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think if they went to the Big Ten and said, "Listen, we we're staring at you know, just to stick with the hypothetical, the Big 12, they're gonna cut us a." check for however many million or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's not going to be 50 million. Yeah. But, and so, I mean, if we can go make that money, why, you know, how can you, 
But I don't know. I mean, that's a, I just I what I can't wait now is for because again, I think these things are going to move quick. What does the language say? What is the feasibility? What are the hoops that need to be jumped through for this to even be a possibility that Nebraska could field a schedule being a member of the Big Ten with the Big Ten season being canceled? There is, there's going to be some legality, and I think the Big Ten is going to strongly push for them not to. Yeah, because it mean, looks bad. I mean, let's be honest. It, it makes the Big Ten look really bad if Nebraska goes and plays a schedule of – of if let's stick with the Big Twelve, if they go play, you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas, I it, it, like Iowa State, like if they go do that, that's a horrible look for the Big Ten. Well, and look at look at what can happen here. So the 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 next domino is these other conferences. If they play, it's going to make the Big Ten and the Pac twelve look really bad, and it's going to be it's going to do it's going to give such an advantage to the people that play because they're going to their players are going to get to play a season and get experience and. You know, game, you know, game experience, and recruits might be able to come to the games. They, the recruits are going to be watching those teams. Like, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard if to the recruit other somebody. Three conferences play, and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are sitting it out. It's the 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 ramifications of that are going to be felt for a long, long hundreds time. of millions of dollars are going to be going in the pockets of the people willing to to risk it and play. And the people sitting out are gonna get nothing, and it's—I mean, it's gonna be—it's gonna be so crazy to see what happens, especially if Big Twelve and SEC, ACC all decide to play. Totally agree. Anything we're missing? Any other pressing thing that? No, I. I, I mean, just, now we just now I think now we just got to play the waiting game on what Nebraska's move is now. Yeah, Nebraska made their statement, but I mean. I think in the next twenty four hours they're yeah. gonna be right. they're they're gonna be pushing one way or the other. Maybe they gotta wait on these other conferences, but it, I, it's I, I think there's more to come. I want to end by saying this. Two things. And I think I speak for you on this. Cause I get that there are a lot of different in this topic and this conversation, there's a lot of people that fall on a lot of different sides of it. And I want to make it abundantly clear that I'm not in, I'm not one of those like uh, anti COVID people or like don't believe in science people or, you know, you put the mask down, pussy. You need to. No, I wear a mask. When I go out in public, I wear a mask. I have made nothing but responsible, good decisions socially from the moment this thing happened. Okay. Same here. I'm the same way. You've been the exact same way. So for anybody that's listened to this, that maybe falls on the opposite side of a lot of the things that we talked about. Listen, man, I don't, I don't hate you. I don't necessarily have any ill will towards you. I just, and and I'm not an anti-science, anti-COVID guy. No. And you're not against protecting the, the people that are vulnerable right now. I'm not. Like, I mean, I think I, we both are like very, we always talk about how important it is. Like there are yes. people out there that are, are at high risk and this, this is potentially deadly to them. Like we, we are so in line with that. I, we don't think this is a joke, but at the same time. Yeah. That, I guess that's, that's it. Like I, at the same time, I just have, have, I want people to. I think one of the when it, you know we live in such a polarizing society on on every topic. This one being coronavirus, like there just are a lot of different 
factors and angles and pockets of people to consider. Some are the vulnerable people uh, from pre-existing conditions. Some are the people that are facing a, fi- a financial crisis, the likes of which that they might not ever fully recover from, and then all that comes with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to minimize one side or the other. Yeah. And so I just want to make that clear. So if people, so if people are, you know, dialing up some just like you know, a, some fire tweet to eviscerate every fiber of skin in my face here, like <laughs> to crush me, I I wear a mask everywhere I go. Sure. Everywhere I go. No, I, and I, like I, I just think there's a lot of different things to consider. And me and you and, both, we're just so sad, too. We're just so sad yeah, that there's it, no football. I think that plays a factor, and we were just, we were, oh, man. But at just, the same time, at the same time, it's not just that we wanted football because we like it. My analogy has always been, like, I think some people like to say, like, football's, like, taking away football is like taking away the show Family Guy. You're like, ah, but I want to watch Peter Griffin. It's that, so yeah. much more than it that. Is. It's so much more than and that. And it's more than the NBA. It's more than the yes. NFL. Football is, Amer- is America. It's it is our than- culture. It is so much more than that. College football is the most binding thread out of it all. Like, pro football we love, but I think college football, it's more meaningful and it, it has a more of an effect than pro football. I agree. I agree. And so I, I just – I think it's – there's so many different – there's so many different things to consider with this. Um, and so I just wanted to, I wanted to make that clear for people to, yeah. to, you know, and I don't, I mean, if, if someone was sitting here and had a disagree, I mean, you and I would, would be open to listen to them. You know what sure. I mean? Cause that's what, that's what it's all about, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, and then the other thing before we wrap this up is regardless of what happens with sports and football, we're going to be here for you with this podcast. We're, we're going to be here for you to make you laugh, to make you think, to entertain you, to hopefully make you escape whatever it is that you're dealing with for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. So, uh, you know, I, what I hope is I think when, when life gets uncertain, you seek out things that have some consistency and some certainty to them. And what my promise is to you is that I'm going to do all I can to make sure my podcast in, in a world full of things falling apart, there's one beacon of consistency that, you know, once, twice a week, I'm going to give you 30 to 45 to minutes to an hour of entertainment where you can just enjoy it. Right? Heck yeah. Man. And if that means we got to get drunk and people can laugh at us by drinking wine and talking about stuff. We owe. We owe a wine pod. We did. We, uh, but we, uh, listen, I, I, I stared at the wine and I was like, I don't think we can do this because we're too emotional. Oh, we would have got, I mean, it would have been ugly today. It would have gotten bad. It, it was dang near ugly. It got bad. We, we were, we, we were, yeah, we were, we, I said some things I'd probably take. Oh, back. if I went back to listen to this, I would, I would, uh, I, you know what? We should just issue an apology now. I apologize for uh, everything that, uh, anybody that we, any, any crazy thing we said or anybody we really offended, I apologize. We kind of so, half meant it. That's all. Half meant it. You know, there's half truce in all this stuff. All right. We're at an hour and 15 minutes, my man. Uh, I know you're busy and I know you dropped everything to come over here. So I appreciate it. I know people wanted to, uh, I mean, I got texts already. It's like, we need you and Bo. So here we are. That's how it goes. Uh, all right, man. So I guess we'll, uh, once again, we're going to be, we're going to be monitoring this situation because with, with how that's the thing about dropping these pods, it feels like they could be dated in a second. Like, I mean, Nebraska might, 
might unveil a schedule in the 48 schedule. hours. I want it. I like, want to see it. Who are we playing? Who, who is it? Who Oklahoma? We at Oklahoma, September 5th. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. So until that point, we'll just play the waiting game, and when it happens, we'll be here for you. All right? Sounds good. Go home and go to work. All right? Go do your thing. All right. My thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. Thank you.